This is HPR episode 2898 entitled Modeling People in Space Game and is part of the series Haskell. It is the 30th anniversary show of 2 Toroto and is about 22 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Tutorto talks how they approach modeling people in space game. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Public Radio, and this is Tuturta talking about people, specifically, specifically about how the people are modeled in the game I'm writing. This is pretty long topic. I will split this into multiple episodes and probably going to re- return to this again and again as the game progresses. This one will be mainly about how data is organized. There isn't that much of actual code in this episode. So, there, there will be a lots and lots and lots of people in the game, and some of those will be, well, most of them will be controlled by the computer, and some of those will be controlled by the players. And the ones that are controlled by the players are avatars. So, every player always has a one character that they are playing as, and when that character dies, then it's not the game over for the player, but the player will continue playing as the hair of that character that they were just playing. So in a sense, they are playing as a, not as a single character, but as a dynasty, as a bloodline that continues over the time. So if there's no hair, hair, uh, player can choose a new person to play. I'm not going to kick them out of the game. So uh, there's plenty of data about the people. They are currently probably the most complicated, complex, convoluted part of the game. Most of of it is stored in the uh, person table and presented as a person data in the game. So there's a simple simple stuff like name, sex, gender, date of birth, some stats. Uh, I'm borrowing stats directly from the Crusader Kings 2. There's a diplomacy, martial, stewardship, intrigue, and learning, at least currently. Because this, I think this fit per, better describing a ruler than, for example, the D20 stats of strength and wisdom and dexterity. Might, but it might change in the, in the future. There's a primary title. This is the, uh, in case the character has domain over multiple multiple places for example if he's a ruler of three planets then he has to pick up one of those as his primary place that's that place is where his court will be located and that also defines what his title will be or at least his primary title so if you are ruler of a planet for example terra then you are predator of terra and if you are a ruler of whole solar system 
where the data is located, then you are procurator of Sol, and so on. I'm borrowing those from the uh, pro ones. And, and uh, names, names are actually kind of funny. I was reading quite a bit about how people are, people have been naming people over the course of history, and there's lots and lots and lots of uh, various ways. I'm not going to implement all of them at, the, at this time, probably never going to implement all of them in any way, but I choose three cases to start with. The simplest one is simple name, that is just a first name, and maybe a cognome, and that's a name that describes the character. That's sort of like an extra name. Then you could be Matti the fisherman, or you can be just Pete if you are not. These are usually uh, people of not that big importance. Then there's a regular names, which are first name and family name and maybe cognomen. These are these are the t- typical Western ones like Matti Virtanen or John Smith or uh, Paula the Bold Agrippina, for example. Uh, so, first name, family name, and maybe a cognomen. And when you get to the level of the rulers, you get the regal names. That are first name, family name, regnal number, and maybe cognomen. And the regnal number is what tells rulers that have been named in the same way from each other. So, you can have... Uh, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Elizabeth II, for example. There was Elizabeth at some point, and then there was a new queen called Elizabeth, so that's Elizabeth II. And also, I'm, I'm not here yet deciding how exactly the regnal numbering will go. It might actually differ from culture to culture. Some cultures have the numbering to go in a way that everyone is, every ruler who uh, has a name is first, and if there's the same same one, then that's that's the second. Some cult cultures do that. You are just the name, and when somebody later on takes the same name, they are the second, and you are the first at that from that point on. So the numbering schemes might differ from the culture to culture. And if you combine that with the uh, title. You get things like Agrippina Seven, the bold procurator of Sol. This is formal way of addressing them, and so on the game. Uh, I mentioned the dynasties at some a bit earlier. They are so uh, they are the uh, how the game progresses through the time. So dynasties, group of people sharing same ancestor, more or less. Of course, it's a bit bit more complicated than that because there's a marriages involved and when somebody marries to different dynasty they don't in the game they don't switch to that dynasty but they have to uh, uh choose on, on, on whose dynasty the children be be uh, of so two two dynasties two persons from different dynasties marrying the children can be only either one of the belong to either one of the dynasties, and because the inheritance goes through the dynastic bloodline, then it's that's a pretty important decision. 
and uh, the higher high up you go in the ranks, the more polit- political the marriages tend to be. So, and uh, the marriages are actually stored in the separate table for for this specific reason. You have to you have to have a information of who is married to who and whose dynasty the children will belong belong to. Um, what else? I was, yeah, I was talking about sex and gender. So there's a uh, sex that is the biological aspect. That's a, in in the game. I have just simple enumeration: male, female, intersex, and gender is the social aspect. That is enumeration of man, woman, or gender, non-binary. This is very coarse division, but it's sufficient for our, for the purposes of the game for now. I might find tune this a bit later on, but I just want to get this some 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 sort of framework into place so that I can start experimenting with the data and see how this this thing works. I know that this is a uh, this will lead into the troubles into later on. It, it would be easier to just uh, just have a binary like man woman and that's it. But having a more complex system, I think it's more nuanced and offers more more interesting choices later on. For example, if if we have a agnatic cognatic primogenitor, meaning that there's a eldest children child will inherit, and the preference is for the males. But if there's no male hair available, then the oldest female will inherit it. But then you then in our system we we can easily have a transgender or intersex or or non-binary character figuring out how inheritance laws work in this this in this case might be a bit bit tricky. I have been giving it a thought a little bit and doesn't seem doesn't seem to be too easy. But I I will tackle that when I get into the writing inheritance. How, how that they actually actually go. I think reading about different different systems and different customs around the world. Uh, I'm not currently not modeling sexuality at all. I haven't yet figured out how to do that and what what the, how how important it will be for the game. But that's in the that's in the long list of things to figure out and start start working at some point. One another important fact about the play uh, characters is traits. These are these are things that define. These are sort of defining features of the people. They include things like brave, coward, ambitious, co- content, honest, deceitful, and and these are uh, um, these are binary, meaning that you either have it or you don't have it. You cannot you cannot be fifty five percent brave. That's not possible in this system. You are you are either are brave or you're not brave. Or you are either coward or you're not coward. Or you are neither one. So it's basically a three three set three step setting in this this particular case. And these can change over time. And they are stored in the separate table again that links to the person table and these can change uh, because this can change over time. You have to keep 
keep track that you don't get into the situation where you're both brave and coward. That doesn't make sense. You have to, I have to, I have been thinking of writing it in a way that if you, if some special event happens and you are, as a result of that event, you turn out to be brave, then okay, fine, then you're brave. But if later on happens another event where you act in a way that would be cowardly, you lose, you don't turn into the coward immediately, but you lose your brave status. And when you, if you do that similar thing again, then you are coward. Okay, uh, relations are between characters, and this is, this is, this I found very, very interesting to write. So, starting the person relation table, basically there's, there's just two people, type of relation, this is enumeration, if it's a child or parent or spouse or friend or rival, for example, and visibility, how, how is it a Public relation, is it a family relation or is it private relation? This big, uh, public relations are known for everyone basically. Every, everybody knows of public relations. Uh, family relations are known for, not necessarily for the family, but for the smaller group of people. And private relations are known only by the, by the, um, persons involved. So there's a three-level setting on how secret relation is and how, how well known it is. And these form interconnected web, like there's a relation. Every, every, every person in the game will have a bunch of relations. And players will never ever have a whole information about this info, of this web, web work to, the, to themselves. And they have to they have to somehow try to uncover the information of the persons that they are interested of knowing, or they might be the uh, the allies, they might be the enemies, they might be some powerful person that is neither one, and they they are trying to figure out where where they stand stand on a grand scale of the things, and for this figure out things, there's an intel. And uh, if you remember how I did that in the with the planets, in the, in, in the planets, there were a uh, system that col- keeps collecting more and more and more information and slowly builds up better picture for the player about certain planet. First, first they only know maybe its location and its name. And then as the information starts feeding in, they get the information about the gravity and composition of the atmosphere and what kind of buildings are located, if there are anything located, who's the current ruler and how many people are living there, and information like this. But I couldn't do it, no, probably I could have done that with the people too, but the amount of data would have been pretty big and I, it, it started feeling... Uh, hard to keep track of things while coding. So I opted for a slightly different system. So uh, there's a, a human intelligence stored in the ta- table na- named in the same way. That is basically just a, stores the information about the, there's a link to the person, there's the owner of the info and level of the info. Telling, so this basically just tells that some person has some certain level of information about another person 
and there can be things like uh, on the level there can be uh, stats or demesne demesne meaning area they are controlling uh, family relations secret relations opinions trades and so on so uh, so when you are when I'm showing the data to the players on on the UI I have to I'm not loading the I'm not showing them the information directly from the person and uh, relation person relation and so so on tables but I'm filtering them based on the person intel that they have about that specific specific person so uh, if they for example don't have a if they have stats intel about a person then they can then then they are shown the stats of the of the person if they don't have that information then they are not show, shown of the shown that information and the and how this is done is for example in the case of trades there's a person report that is the information that is kept transferred between client and server showing showing information of the person there's a field uh, called person report trades that is maybe trade report and uh, sorry maybe list trade report and this contains possible list of trade reports hence it's maybe in the code it's prepended with the exclamation mark meaning that uh, that field is always evaluated instead of chunk being constructed because Haskell, Haskell works in a way that if you uh, if you create a record and put and uh, mark that some field is result of some computation it Haskell doesn't automatically perform that computation it creates a, something called chunk that is basically a placeholder that knows how to comp compute that information and only when that information is needed then the tank is forced and you get the actual value sometimes it's really easy uh, really nice you can you don't well big advantages that you don't have to think about in which order things have to have happen Haskell will take care of that for you but uh, and it won't compute things that you don't actually end up using but the, uh, the drawback is that if you have a big record that has uh, lots of fields that you always end up using then this punk creation is wasted effort so by pre preventing them with the exclamation mark you get the you force the Haskell to compute the value as soon as as soon as you are creating the record so uh, uh well yeah so uh, so that person report trade is maybe list of trade report and in the code where I'm creating this I'm just writing that person report trades equals if trades element target intel meaning that if target intel value that's a list holds a trade that's a person intel value then just dollar trade report diamond dollar target trade else nothing 
uh, meaning that if we have the trade information about this person, then we are going to call trade report function to each and every of these trades of this person to create a report. Otherwise, we are returning nothing. And the trade report is a function that goes from person trade to the trade report that includes name, description, trade type, and information how long the trade is valid, because some of them are very transient in nature. So this means that that uh, if and this information is the what is sent to the client. So on the server server side, there might be just a, there's just a single value, brave, nothing else, stored into into the database for this some person. And when it's uh, loaded and sent to the client, then we are going to on the client side. There's going to be a nice little uh, record that has name, desk, and description. So, brave and string, uh, this person is particularly brave. Then there's the trade type, that is the, the enumeration and information how long that is good. So, um, that's, that's, that's basically all the code I'm going to talk on this episode. So, to recap, there's a person and from the person there's hanging a form. Uh, several other tables that have information about the marriages and the relations and intel, intel that this person has about some other another person and and this data is what repre- represents a person in the game. Next next time I'm going to look more closely into opinions. This the episode is starting uh, long enough already. As of it, so I, I'm going to leave it to the next time. But the opinion, opinions are going to be big, big thing in the game because this describes how basically what somebody else's opinion about somebody. So it's as a ruler, you have to keep track what what opinions your vassals have about you and what opinions your allies have about you and have to manage manage them, but I'm going to leave that for the next time. Um, yeah, that's about that's about it for this time. I'm going to stop now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, they are always welcomed. Easiest way to catch me nowadays is the email or the thirty-first where I'm tuturto at mastodon.social. Adastra. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0.
Frieda Joe License.